Please listen carefully. Hello and welcome to Caveat Realtors with Virginia Realtors, where we discuss the real issues that realtors face. I am Santiago Montalvo. I am John Haley. Remember, Caveat Realtor is meant to provide general legal information. The information, forms, and laws referenced in this episode are accurate as of the date this episode is first released. Nothing we discuss should be considered as legal representation or legal advice. Hey, Santiago. How's it going? It's going pretty good. How about you? Um, you know, I can't complain. Uh, as of recording this podcast, the Braves are in, still in first place in the National League East. So um, all is right with my world in uh, early spring thus far. Yeah, and I think also a PMX is supposed to happen or has already happened. So hope to have seen some of you there. Right, exactly. If we saw you there, uh, then we're, we're happy we saw you. If we didn't see you there, then we're sorry we missed you. Exactly. So the legal hotline is one of the ways that we stay in touch with what's happening out in the real world of real estate. We've seen several questions on the same topic recently, so we thought it might be a good time for a refresher. That's right. The issue of brokerage agreements has come up a few times, specifically the requirement that they be in writing. And we thought we'd provide a little history lesson that will show you the progression of the law. Prior to 2011, the code did not require that brokerage agreements be in writing. Section 54.1-2137 just mentioned brokerage relationships, not written agreements. The 2011 General Assembly session passed a bill that created the written agreement requirement. Bill also changed the code to specify certain things that had to be included in the written agreement. First, the agreement has to have a definite termination date. There's not a termination date listed in the agreement, but the default time period is 90 days. In other words, you cannot create an indefinite brokerage relationship with your client. The agreement also has to state the amount of the brokerage fees and how and when such fees are to be paid. The amounts can either be flat dollar amounts or a percentage of the purchase price. And as of now, they are typically paid at settlement. The agreement also must specify what services you as a licensee will provide to the client. These services will vary depending on what type of brokerage agreement you're signing and whether you're a full agent, a limited agent, or something else. The agreement also must include other terms of the agreement to which you and your client have agreed. Finally, if you're doing dual agency, those disclosures must be in the brokerage agreement. One thing that has remained constant in that code section over the years is when a brokerage relationship begins. That relationship begins when a client engages a licensee. That language has raised some questions from licensees about when they had to get a written agreement in place, particularly for buyer's agents. The General Assembly responded to those concerns in 2018 when it amended Code Section 54.1-2132, which deals with brokerage relationships between licensees and buyers. The amendment clarified that the code did not require a written agreement between a licensee and a prospective buyer be executed prior to the licensees showing properties to the prospective buyer. This helped reduce some worries that agents would have had to get a signed buyer brokerage agreement prior to even showing properties to buyers. This can make for awkward interactions and can make some agents feel overly pushy to those prospective clients. However, we still recommend that when you represent buyers, you get a buyer brokerage agreement in writing and sign as soon as possible. This not only locks in your right to be compensated for your work, but it also helps define the scope of your work with buyers. We definitely suggest putting the agreement in writing before providing any specific advice about properties, other than simply driving the buyers around and letting them look at properties. 
You and your buyer clients can structure buyer brokerage agreements in lots of different ways to accommodate unique situations. Brokerage agreement can be for any length of time, from one day to one decade. I haven't seen a one decade brokerage agreement, but I think it would it's a definite time frame, so that could work. Um, it can also apply to one specific property or maybe just property in one specific geographic area. You can also perform certain ministerial acts for a customer without actually having a broker's relationship. As a reminder, ministerial acts in this context are things that don't involve your discretion or the exercise of your own judgment, like providing public information regarding a property, such as list price, bed, bath, etc. If you want to use language other than what's included in a standard brokerage agreement, either a VAR form or a form from a different provider, we encourage you to speak with a real estate attorney to make sure that the language does what you want it to do. Caveat Realtor is a weekly podcast with episodes released every Tuesday. Our podcast is available for streaming through iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, and Google Play. Subscribe to our podcast to get automatic updates when we have new episodes, and please rate us. Remember, members of Virginia Realtors have access to our legal hotline where we can provide you with legal information. You can access the legal hotline on the Virginia Realtors website under the Law and Ethics section. Make sure you're logged in to see this page. Although the members of this podcast are attorneys, the legal information in this program is not a substitute for personalized legal advice from an attorney licensed to practice in your jurisdiction. The information provided by Virginia Realtors is general reference work as a public service and does not constitute solicitation or provision of legal advice. We provide this general legal information on an as-is basis. We make no warranties and disclaim liability for damages resulting from its use. Legal advice must be tailored to the specific circumstances of each case, and laws are constantly changing. The information provided in this program should not be used as a substitute for the advice of competent counsel. This has been a production of Virginia Realtors, copyright 2023. This podcast features the song Please Listen Carefully by Jazar, available under a Creative Commons Attribution Share Alike license.